Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have the pleasure of having Alan Jordan. He's a managing partner of uh, at the Farpoint Alliance Company. Uh, they are based out of uh, New Jersey, right outside of New York City. Uh, if you have any questions, we ask you to go ahead and pose it in the chat room, or you can call in at 347-324-3460. Again, it's 347-324-3460. Or you can go ahead and uh, Twitter us at hashtag Apple Capital. Alan, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. Great. I guess to begin with, uh, kind of tell us about yourself, our audience-like personal stories of, of people. So if you don't mind, just tell us about yourself and how you got started. Uh, sure. Um, well, I've been in the um, IT or Internet technology uh, world for about uh, 30 years. Um, actually, end up uh, in around 96, opening an Internet service provider in which mm-hmm. people, you know, we can compete with companies like AOL, you know, for people to dial and to connect to the internet through us, um, that company eventually just went to focus on uh, web development, and then eventually it became the Farpoint Alliance, in which we just narrowed our scope down to everything you know, digital digital marketing. Um, so we focus on things like uh, social media marketing, um, re- online reputation management, of course, search marketing. Basically, anything we can do to bring traffic to your website. Um, my background also includes um, got a lot of educational experience, uh, multiple MBAs, certifications in internet marketing, um, on, on reputation management, even hacking. <laughs> I'm a certified ethical hacker. Wow. That's any good. So, uh, you know, an extensive background into the technology side and also the marketing side. So. Uh, had a good run at this at this point. So you've been doing this uh, for uh, since the nineties. Yes. So well, actually, I've been doing this earlier than that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that you know most people really think about the internet once the browser came out in ninety six. So <laughs> yeah, prior to that was that that black screen with the green writing on it, but that was still there the internet. Wow. I guess tell us if you don't mind. Um, Kind of tell us what happened from the you know, the the, uh, the the green screen to today. How things have really changed. Well, the the browser which came out, um, like I said, ninety six. A company called Mosaic invented it. Netscape. I don't know if you remember them. To, uh, mm-hmm. Took advantage of it and actually expanded it. But the browser allowed for two things to happen: images to work, and for you to use. So uh, what we have already taken for granted, URLs, www.something, because prior mm-hmm. to that, we can you can always reach a website just using the IP address, but, you know, it was too long and too cryptic, and, you know, people, it would be more confusing. So the URLs uh, actually allow for everything to happen, and, you know, the browser put it all together, 
and it became a wonderful world since then. Wow. So when you talk about the URLs, so it was like a shorter address or something? Uh, than yes. Putting... Okay. Yes. Because everything, every every URL, which stands for Uniform Resource Locator, <laughs> so that's another bit of little trivia if you didn't know it. Um, every Thank you. every URL resolves to an IP address. So you still, if you know whatever website you have, you still can just put the IP address in the browser and get to the get to the same page as as you would if you put in www dot something. Well, then it brings up another qu- uh, question. That that is the the three digits dot three digits two digits whatever from there. Mm-hmm. Now some people have like those uh, uh, addresses, but sometimes they have like two or three. Why is that the case? It's actually um, the, the the IP addresses. There's there, there's four uh, three IP addresses. I'm sorry. There's four nodes, so you can have something like one two three dot one two three dot one two three dot one two, and that's actually you know what resolves to the URL. But um, okay. so you know they, they did that purposely so you can have all these crazy combinations of websites out there. There's over 20 million websites that's out there in the world. And we wow. add about ten percent a year. Wow! So it's going to be to a point that we're going to end up running out. <laughs> well, we've already um, to the point of running out of um, you know the extensions. That's why you know originally we had just like the .dot com, then it went to the .dot net because um, .dot net originally were only for computer based sites. You couldn't get that unless you had a network. That's what the net was supposed to be about. You know, you have .edu, you know, all these extensions, and now they're actually, you know, they're coming out with new ones because we're just running out of stuff. And then people, you know, because if if you try to get like a vow or, or I mean, I'm not a vow, sound like I'm on the wheel of fortune. Um, if you if you try to get like a now or a verb, uh, if you notice that almost all the combinations are taken, you you know you, you know people uh, do what's called cyber squatting because you can reserve a, a a, a, a name very cheaply. They go out and buy these things, and you know, hope to resell them at a high value. Wow. Well, tell us what is uh, uh, search engine marketing? Search engine and marketing versus also SEO optimization. Uh, everything really comes under the the umbrella of search marketing. The search engine marketing has become synonymous with the pay per click piece, and we we can talk about that. Uh, okay. Whereas search Search engine optimization, more or less, is you doing things to your website um, in terms of changing um, the content around, putting in some things like what's called meta tags. That's under the under the hood, so to speak. You're doing all these things uh, to make it more attractive to the search engine, so that you can rank rank in the free search engine um, world free, and uh, you can rank highly in the free portion. Of the search engines versus paying paying for it, which you know Google is very happy to take your money. <laughs> so, so the difference of the what you call search engine marketing and search engine optimization, and you're talking about pay per click. Now, why they actually want to pay per click? Now it's become so expensive, a lot of people can't afford pay per click. Right, but that's you know that's Google's business model. In fact, they've they, okay. they, they've done very good, um, a very good job of it. Basically, um, they have become a monopoly. Um, depending on what reports you look at, they have between seventy-eight 
and 84% of the market share. So people naturally come to it. You know, in fact, their name, you know, Google has become synonymous with, you know, search for me on the Internet or something. You know, they say Google this, Google that. Um, now, what you see in the free results, which are normally um, on the towards the middle of your page on your right-hand side is your pay-per-click always. And the first two or three spots also at the top are your pay-per-click. They're usually shaded. Everything after that is free. But they've done a very good job um, to, you know, they limited you to 10 spots there. And your searches, every time you search, um, you're going to get a different combination of those 10. Uh, you know, you, you could be number four one second, you do a search again, you're number six. You do another search, you're off the page. Uh, because they don't want you to win in that world. You know, you keep hearing about uh, a new Google change, a new Google update to their algorithms and things like that. They don't want you to, to be on that first page. You know, as much as possible, they'll keep you off because they want you to pay to be on that first page. And the first wow. page, first page draws in so much revenue um, that you know it's very important that you be there. Those first three positions alone, if you're in the free piece, draws in uh, roughly eighty percent of the traffic uh, for that search item. So when someone searched for high heel shoes, for instance, um, those first three positions is going to get eighty percent of the clicks. So it's very important for you to be on that first page. 99% of the people never go past the third page, and, and roughly 92% never go past the first page. So if you're not, you know, in that top 30, you're not in the game at all. And if you're running some type of, you know, especially an e-commerce site, if you're selling something, um, it's very important that you're, you know, on that first page. Wow. So even if the person is on the first page, um, if you're not in the top three position, you're saying the less likely as you're down on the page, you get less clicks. But you're saying right. if you don't even go beyond that first page, um, you might not get anything at all. Now, if you're on the second page, will you have opportunities to get first page on something or with mm -hmm. a keyword? or Yes, with the keywords. Um, but uh, the keywords are important. That's what people are, or the search term. That's what, you know, you call it with people, whoever they put into that little white box on, on the Google um, to do a search. But, yeah, you have to do everything you can to get to that first page. And, you know, that's what my, my company facilitates um, because of this, it just draws so much revenue. Um, so if you're on the second, you basically you're working hard to get to the first. If you're on the third, you're working hard to get to the second. Um, but otherwise, you're really just not in the game at all. Well, tell us also when it comes. What are the big challenges when it comes to search engine, uh, search marketing? Um, the the biggest challenge is um, you know, like I said, Google and their algorithms. They're constantly changing things because they don't want you to succeed. Um, so. You know, you just try to play by their game rules and um, try to make it happen, get to the first page. But, you know, essentially that's why we focus on, you know, other online marketing opportunities to bring traffic to people's sites. You know, there's things um, that you, like Groupon, Living Social, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we look at every platform that's out there 
um, in order to bring traffic to people's site. Wow. So when it comes to places like Groupons and uh, Living Social, are those a really good alternative uh, in bringing in traffic? They're good, very good alternatives to bringing in traffic. It's just that um, those two items, um, uh, actually, they take a lot of your money. Um, <laughs> for instance, if you are offering something, let's say that's $100, um, by the time all the smoke clear, you may get half of that. So... Um, it's a good alternative, to, you know, to bring traffic to your site. Um, but you know, there's other alternatives again that are, that is free that are out there. But you're only, you know, you're only as good as the traffic source. And like I said, Groupon, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, all these things are places where other people go to. So if if you're there, they can see see you your site, you know, a link to your site, and then come, you know, visit your site. Um, just keep in mind that um, your conversion rate um, is probably going to be only about 3%. So, you know, you do you do a whole lot of work to get, you know, 3% from from 3% of your, your traffic will result into a sale. So mm-hmm. if you get 100 clicks, you're probably only going to get about three sales out of it. So, Explanationally, you have to make sure that you deliver as much traffic as possible you can to your site because there's so much of it is going to be left on the floor, so to speak. Okay, I'll follow. So, uh, within the last, uh, probably the last 15 years, Google was pretty much an infant and just known by academic students in the, uh, the late 90s. Uh, pretty much Yahoo rule. What happened to that, uh, that model? Why all of a sudden Yahoo? Uh, and MSN became really off the map, and uh, Google became the map. Because uh, Yahoo um, and MSN, which is you know now Bing, they actually are a combined company. Um, they're not a combined company, but they have a, a very good working relationship now. And we could talk about that later. But um, basically, those two were originally directories. So the format of it um, was a little bit different. Uh, you would have to, let's say, if you were looking for, um, you know, a mortgage company, you would start under financial, and you would click down to another subcategory of like mortgages, and then you would click down to mortgage companies. So it was very tedious. You had to have a direct mindset on how you wanted, you know, to pursue something. Google came along and said, hey, let's make this into, let's just grab every piece of content out there and rank things and actually return items to you um, based based on that. And they became very good with, um, you know, predicting patterns and things like that over the years. Because, um, for instance, if you search for something on your computer and someone else across the country searches for the same thing, you're going to get a different set of results because they now understand your your mindset, uh, so they try to throw that into everything. But getting back to your original question, um, you know, Yahoo being a directory and also um, MSN and things like that at that time lost market share. And AOL was huge with it, also mm-hmm. with their market share, you know, with, with keyword searches, because they came out selling the keywords. Uh, uh, so... 
you know, everybody else got smacked in the face with Google came out with this algorithm, and then everyone else started doing the same thing. You know, companies like Ask is, are still out there, um, and Yahoo changed how they, they search work and things like that. But they didn't adapt. I mean, they just kept what they still what they had, and and they were really was not changing the market. They still had plenty of time to change, but they didn't. Is there a particular reason why? It's just. I mean, a uh, lot of companies, you know, they just get spoiled. Look at something like a BlackBerry. You know, mm-hmm. an iPhone came along uh, with just using something a little bit different, um, and smacking them in the face. I mean, BlackBerry is probably uh, two years from being completely out of business. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, technology changes fast, and if you get to something that provides better usability for people, make it easy for them, people usually change and run after that. And that's basically what happened. I mean, Google made it easier for you to find what you were looking for. You did not have to think about the path that you wanted to walk down to to get through that, to get to whatever information you were looking for. They said, here it is. They said, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be back in a moment with uh, Alan Jordan to talk about search engine marketing and social media. Be back in one moment. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Well, welcome back again with uh, Alan Jordan, managing partner at Four Point Alliance. Uh, Alan, for a company who has maybe a shoestring budget, who's just starting out, what can they do uh, to try to get their name out there in the marketplace? Well, one of the cheapest avenues is using something, some of the social media platforms to to leverage, um, you know, putting their brand out there, like Twitter. Now, um, what you would probably have to do is just find someone that has um, a huge following and provide multiple tweets with with your uh, you know with, with a link to your site, um, to you know with your website name and things like that. That will allow people to you know click through it and go to it. That's probably the cheapest search. You can do search engine optimization. In other words, you can do some of the basic things to your site to help you get positioned well in Google. You're never going to make the um, the front page, um, that first page, unless you take a keyword that that doesn't get a lot of traffic, unfortunately. Um, For the more aggressive ones, you actually would probably need professional help because it's it's just really tricky and very time-consuming. 
Mm-hmm. And for a small business, um, yes, you can do it yourself, but you're going to spend so much time, you know, chasing that that um, you're going to get away from whatever is your core business. So if, for instance, uh, you know, if you're selling shoes, you're going to spend more time trying to get in the search engine than going out there selling shoes and buying shoes for your store or something to that, to that effect. So you could do things like that. You should, um, depending on if you are selling to a business or to consumers, you know, doing either B, you know, B2B or B2C, there's there's different things that you should do. If you're selling to businesses, there's, um, platforms like LinkedIn would probably be better for you than if you're selling to consumers, um, you'd sell on Facebook. You have a Facebook preference. But mm-hmm. um, the the big thing is you do everything that you can do to get traffic to your site. Um, because, like I said earlier, you're only going to convert about 3%. So you need to get as much traffic as possible. And, you know, some of the offline things, um, you know, still are viable. Um, things like newspaper advertisement, radio advertisement, and things like that, as long as you have your URL in there so mm-hmm. people, you know, can get to your website. Um, or, or, you know, they still work. It's uh, Newspapers are just dying. Um uh, but they have made a difference now that they, they're, they're selling their ad space so cheap that it has become attractive for some for some you know some display ads and things like that. Uh, radio advertisement, um, as long as you have a simple URL, people can remember it. You know because a lot of times, you know if you're listening to the radio, do you have a pen handy to write it down? I mean that is the beauty of the internet that you can send links around to everything. Okay. But, um, Email blasts, but they have to be to your customers. That's why every chance that you can get as a business person, you capture someone's email address uh, so that you can send them something. Um, but with all these spam filters out there, until they, you know, look at your stuff, a lot of times you can end up in a in a in a junk box somewhere. So that is email is not that effective anymore. But again, you, you, your job is to get your your site out there as much as possible. So you have to try every avenue. Leave nothing on the floor. Okay, so we're talking about uh, newspapers. I mean, the ads are getting a little cheaper. Of course, they're a dying breed. But also, you got electronic versions of newspapers and magazines. Mm-hmm. Are those are uh, better solutions? They are, but uh, be- because of the search engine. People don't necessarily um, go to the, those direct newspapers anymore. Um, so they get, they're getting their news from so many sources. You know, you get some things that are true, some things that are not true. I mean, for instance, a lot of people believe that, you know, Wikipedia, for instance, is, you know, fact, you know, complete fact. So they, they use that as their resource, and it, it isn't. Um, but, you know, if you go to the New York Times.com or something, like that, they sell display ads. Um, they're a lot more expensive, but um, display ads are, are really nice um, to build some type of to build some type of momentum. But unless you are are doing a good job of targeting, a lot of people don't write their display ads really well. I'm talking about you know banners and displays and things like that, mm-hmm. because and that because they become essentially a pay per click. 
Um, and, you know, it's a good segue to that is that when you look at the search engines and you look at the pay-per-click model with the, the little ads on the right-hand side and things like that, that they will charge you per click. And that ad per click can vary any place from $0.10 cents to $10. So essentially, you do not want someone to click on your ad unless they are a qualified you know, target customer. So... You know, again, if you're selling something like high heel shoes, do you necessarily want that eight-year-old clicking on that ad? Well, it can be very expensive. Yeah, so it adds up. And, and, you know, people have done some um, nefarious things in terms of um, if if you're a small shop and your competition across town sees your your ad, they'll click on it because they're going to just break your bank. Well, well, also when we talk about, um, um, you know, you talked about uh, email blasts earlier. Is that an effective way? I mean, the cost even that is really coming down. Is that a good way of trying to get your name out there? Now, I, I know that you don't, it's opt-in, as they say, but they target a certain media. And do you do see some returns? Is that a good solution? Only is going with somebody else's list? No, I don't like going with things. I don't, I don't recommend that at all um, because of, you know, if someone is opting in, they basically went to some, you know, joined some service and said, I will opt into wherever you send me. A lot of people do that with throwaway email addresses. You know, they'll set up a Hotmail address or Yahoo, some free account that they never go in. So it's that's a waste of time. That's why wow. the emails that that you use are ones that you got from your customers. That's the that's the best one to use. Find a way on your website to request an email address. People do things like I will send you a report on something um, for free. I will send you a sample. I will send you something. You know, it it has to be that give and take. Um, you know, click this box that's basically saying I am opting in. To emails from your company. Uh, okay. So, so that you can, you know, you can capture that email address and send send them stuff. And okay. hopefully, you know, you want things to go viral. That is your goal. Viral meaning you want someone else to do the legwork for you. If I send you a link in email, you will say, "Hey, this is interesting." Now you will send it to your friend who was may send it to their friend. So. People are doing it for you after that point, but again, you know, it's very important to capture the email address uh, and to to be able to, you know, help these things go viral. You know, like you people doing YouTube and things like that. Okay. But, uh, go ahead. No, no, you were going to say something else. Go ahead. Uh, uh, um, I want to say that the the biggest thing any business can do is to understand their customer. Because all this stuff in marketing, whether you're doing it online or offline, centers around do you know what your who your customer is? You know, there's there is some very fine definitioning in that. Your, your customer is a certain person. Every the world is not your customer. You know, a lot of people think, hey, I can sell to anyone. I can sell my product to anyone. Not really. You know, if you're selling those high heel shoes, is your is that eight year old mm-hmm. kid? Your customer? No, that's not your target no. customer. 
um, if you're selling um, mortgages, um, someone who has extremely bad credit, it's not really your targeted customer. Because you know it's never going to become a sale. Never going to be a uh, goodbye. Yeah, exactly. When, when you're talking about social media, there's, there's all, the jury's still out. I mean, I've seen some people have been real successful with social media, but with social media, you have to offer so much. For example, you have to have so things that are so attractive, like on Facebook. Hey, sign up for this, and and you go for this drawing, or do this, or do this. You have to do a little bit more to capture a lot of people's attention and uh, information. So is the jury still out? Is social media a really good option? Or you can look at it as putting your brand out there and you're making deposits for the future. That's a good analogy. That's really what you're doing. I mean, people have done it for years with you know all type of advertisement. You never know um, where that next customer is going to come from. So People buy on brands that they recognize. They may not understand that they saw or heard a radio or a TV ad, you know, six months ago, but they recognize the brand. So you have to do as much as you can to get your brand out there so that when someone decides to make that buy decision, they are, you know, they're doing it with a brand they're familiar with. So let's say you know you're, you're searching for something, whatever widget you may search for on the internet, and you you know Google returns ten on this page. You never recognize any one of these companies, and then there's one that you see that you recognize. It's like wait a minute, I'm going to click. You're going to more likely click on that one and buy from that one because you're familiar with that brand name. Okay, what is the future of uh, marketing a, a business online? It changes so much. Um, you know, uh, we talked about how Google took market share and dominated from Yahoo and Bing. Um, MySpace, remember that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, Facebook came along and smacked it in the face. Um, then, you know, Google Plus tried to, to do the same to, to Facebook. It hasn't worked out. Why is uh, that? Um. I think because more people have become so entrenched in Facebook, it's, Facebook mm-hmm. has become more or less a lifestyle for some people. Um, you know, it's over 700 million, you know, Facebook accounts out there and growing. You know, pretty soon you're going to exceed the population of the earth. And I'm, I'm not joking with that. It's because, you know, people open up two, three, and four different profiles. And the way Facebook is being used right now um, for different things, um, you have to do that. But any anyway, let me let me get back to the point. Um, the point is that it this stuff changes so much, and once one company does it, another company will do it. And if they become you know if they get market share, you know you're going to be pulled to multiple places like Living Social and Groupon. They just they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. So now it's two different sites you have to go to. So it's, it, it constantly changes. It's you know it's something that you constantly have to keep up with. Um, you know, there's sites now like Pinterest. Um, okay, <laughs> it's, it's always something else. Yeah, and it's just it's more visual. Wow. So when they 
is there are you things you really have to do that for you to be really serious in the marketplace uh, in search engine marketing? Hey, this is what I absolutely need to do. Um, it gets back to, like I said, you really have to know your target customer. So it's, okay. it comes down to two things. That I'll make it easy for you. Know what your target co- customer is and then present your content for that customer. So whatever you have on your website, speak to your target customer. Speak about whatever you're selling. That's the bottom okay. line. And then let something like Google do the rest, because it will. Because they, you know, they, they're gonna, you're gonna end up, you know, in the middle of the search engine someplace. But eventually, because it fine tunes itself, you'll work your way towards the front. Will you get to the first or second page? Uh, again, for very competitive words, you're not. But for some of the smaller ones, you will. Um, and change your content. Change your content. And, you know, you've heard the analogy, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, mm-hmm. in in our business, we basically say change your content every day. And, you know, you'll bring Google your way. Uh, because Google likes to see that your pages have been updated. So and if not? If not, it says, okay, um, let me ignore that because somebody else is updating their pages more. So, so how often do you need to update? You're saying literally every single day? Um, large companies do that. Um, you know, it has to just be one page on your site, any place on your site. But, you okay. know, you want to do that. Um, but I would say at a minimum, weekly. A lot of people, what you can, you can do to really help that out is, you know, if if you blog, make sure that, you know, your blog is on your site. Having that blog on you know, another site that is not your part of yours is actually working against you because now you're working at two different sites that you're trying to trying to bring to the search engine. Put the blog on your site. Then when you 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 you, you write something, it will eventually, you know, it, it looks at it as fresh content because most people blog monthly. At least that takes that out. But, you know, if you have something changing your product, you can change it. Okay. And and go ahead. It it doesn't have to be extensive your changes. Um you can you know, you can flip some of the some of the words. Instead of saying something like, um, this is the best tool for small businesses, change that sentence to this is a tool that small businesses um use the most. You know, it you don't have to get fancy with this. You don't have to rewrite a whole lot of stuff. You just have to just make it so that it's it's updated. Mm-hmm. Some people go to the extreme of just changing punctuation. Wow. Google doesn't look at it and say, oh, you changed a thousand words. It just looks at it and says something changed in the site today. Okay, I follow. When it comes to um, uh, online reputation, the last part of that, I mean, you uh, a review can kill you uh, because it travels faster than anything else. Uh, what things I think uh, people can combat uh, reputation, no, no, the online reputation, because if one person does write something, it just feeds through everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's always at the top of the search engine. That's because a lot of the sites like um, like a Yelp, a Manta, the Better Business Bureau, these type of sites have what's known as high authority. 
So they they already ranked um, high in the Google search engine. So when someone puts a bad review or a testimonial out there, um, it can kill you. The biggest point in online reputation management is to make sure that you yourself monitor your reputation so that you can know how to react to it. What can you do to react to something uh, quickly? Because sometimes, you know, this can happen on the Friday. You might not be aware of it until you come back on Monday morning. Uh, right. There's something called uh, Google's Alerts. Um, okay. You can you Google it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But but essentially what you do is you sign up for Google Alert. It's, it's free, um, and you'll put something in there in terms of, like, um, what's, the, what's the search criteria. So, for instance, if it's your company name, you know, you put your company name in there. So anytime there's something out there, on it, somebody puts something new on the Internet, so to speak, Google will send you an email and say, hey, this is out there. Okay. So it's Correct. it's really it's that's a good way to monitor it and, and a lot of people don't do it. I would say ninety nine percent of the businesses don't monitor their reputation. Um and like you said, um what could you do? The the big thing because I, I deal with this, you know, my, my clientele come to me because they have reputation problems, is my the first question I ask them is, Is it true? It's like being in the a defense attorney. <laughs> you know, did did you kill did you shoot that guy? You know, it's like Yes. Oh. Okay, now now tell me the story, and then we can figure out how we can fix this. But if you deny it, you know, it's not it's not going to help. For instance, I have Maybe one client. Works. Yeah, I, you know, you, you got to change the practice. Whatever someone put up there on that page, if it's true, you got to change that. You can't just let it happen. I have one client that um, owned a moving company. And, you know, some people have put some reviews up that um, – they basically, you know, broke stuff, stole things from them, and things like that. And I asked the, the guy, you know, the owner, is this true? Yes. It, well, I don't know if it's true, but I don't believe, you know, the customer. Okay. They feel this way, and they're putting this stuff out there. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to make them whole? You know, are you going to refund them? Are you going to do something nice for them to make them feel better? No. Well, then I can't help you. Because you're just digging a deeper hole every time you ignore that. That's why you know. That's why if you go to a restaurant, and, you know, you complain you didn't like your food. The first thing they're gonna do is, you know, they'll take it off the they'll take it off your bill, or they'll give you, you know, a coupon for you know a free drink or something, because they don't want you to go write that review. So other businesses have to follow through on that because after the barn door is closed, after that review has been posted. You have to take that moment and reflect and say, okay, is that true? What can I do about it? Because sometimes you can approach that customer, and, you know, that same guy who put something out there bad about you, if you approach them, if you know who they are, that's another thing. But if you approach them and try to make them whole, they will come back and say, you know, you did the right thing, which is okay. very powerful in terms of customer service. So you need to make it whole as soon as possible. As tell soon as possible. Tell us some other things that your your company specializes in and helping your clients. Well, those three facets actually, you know, the, the between the search marketing, because that covers you know free and paid and all the facets around there. 
um, online reputation management and social media, all of them are interlinked. So when someone comes to me, their biggest thing is how do I bring more traffic to my site? We have to analyze it across all three spectrums because you may be bringing traffic to your site, but you may also have an online reputation problem or you you don't have an online reputation. So if you don't have an online reputation, you have an online reputation problem. So if no one has ever put any reviews out there about your site, you know, depending on your business, if you own a restaurant, you want to see reviews. If you have a hotel, you want people to have reviews out there so that, you know, the, the, because people look at that. It's a referral, essentially. You know, people look at it as those referrals and say, hey, maybe I will go to that restaurant because that person said the drinks were strong, the food was good, versus, you know, it tastes like microwave pizza. You know, <laughs> you know I've seen, you know, you've seen that, so... We wow, tie so, everything together. Okay. So with your – you handle search engine marketing, of course, and social media marketing, online reputation. And I'm going to assume online reputation once uh, the fire has been lit uh, and if it's getting really, really bad, is it too uh, – is it a point that it gets so bad that, hey, you just need to close shop and do something else? Or you guys be able to dig them out of the hole, uh, say, hey, they deny, 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 and all of a sudden, okay, yeah, we're glad we're on up to it. What can we do? Does it get to a point that, you know, you say, what uh, can you kind of dig themselves really beyond the six-foot uh, grave? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's like having bad credit. Um, you know, you can have bad credit, but there's also things you can do to correct it. But it's not something that you can do overnight. You know, it, when you have this um, bad online reputation, um, yeah, you, you can dig that hole really deep, but you can clean it up. And the way to clean it up is you basically counteract what is going on. So let's say um, you have a, rest, a restaurant that's known for being dirty. Um, number one, Number one thing you have to do is say, okay, I have a dirty restaurant, clean it up. Then from there... You get as many reviews as possible to say, hey, these people have done a renovation. You know, it's a great place to go to now, blah, 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 blah. It basically, um, you know, if you have ten reviews and eight of them are bad, what you want to do is say, let me take the next ten and make them good. So it's like playing, you know, baseball with a batting average. If you if you see more things good than bad, you eventually win in the game. And But, again, it it can't happen overnight and a lot of times you have to change some type of business practice you know whatever whatever got you in trouble you got to fix okay anything you'd like to close with uh about your particular company and of course how we can contact you and and from there uh well my url is uh, is www.farpointalliance.com or uh www.s PAMarketing.com. Either one gets you to the same place. Um, we again, we specialize in bringing traffic to your website by any means necessary, by any means possible, in order to generate um, additional new customers and sales for your business. Perfect. Um, and uh, that's the website address. And if there's a local number or a uh, number for them to call. Or email? Oh, we actually have, you know, a nice little toll-free, 
626-8385. Or you can see, I will answer any question directly. I'm Alan, A-L-L-E-N hyphen Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, at farpointalliance.com. So if you have any questions, you can email me directly, and I will I will respond. Great. Alan, I really appreciate you coming on the program and sharing all your information with us. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Great. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been a production of the Apple Capital Group, the Core Business Show. Thank you for listening, y'all. And you can download this episode on iTunes on Blog Talk Radio. Everybody have a great day and take care. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.